This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab. My name is Lisa Gumba Regis for your host and thank you for tuning in once again. Now today is very cool when we have this, uh, designer exclusives. Um, for those of you who've been tuning into the show, you would probably know that we do try to plug in, uh, into the minds of these brands where they're coming from, from inception all the way to where they are today. And I think it's a very interesting, uh, space to have and to afford, uh, on Fashion Lab Africa because we definitely care about the business behind fashion. That is what we dissect on a day-to-day basis And we want to kind of make sure that we can continue to move and win and smile to the bank for that ching-ching So anyway, before we get into deep, um, we are definitely joined by some special guests who I will introduce shortly uh, We are joined uh, by our contributor, Edgy Benson, who runs NU New York uh, with his Echoes from New York Edgy, welcome to the show Hi Liz, how are you? Fine, thank you, how are you? I'm good. You sound fantastic. Ah, I love it. It's amazing how energy just transcends through. Like, on my bad days, I never hear that. But I guess it's a good day. I'm feeling great, actually. Um, and uh, the sun's good. shining and spring is here in Johannesburg. So, I mean, in South Africa. So, for you who doesn't know. But, yeah. So, it's we are springing in every angle. What are you wearing and what's inspiring? No. What are you wearing and who made your clothes today? Today, I am wearing... And to save us time, should I just say what you're wearing on the bottom? So you just tell us what t-shirt brand you're probably wearing or... Okay, I'll just go with my t-shirt brand. Okay, Um... (laughs) (laughs) good. Why are you laughing there? This is serious (laughs) stuff here. (laughs) Who made your t-shirt? At least, let's know that. Okay, my t-shirt is from... I think this Uniqlo. Okay, very nice. So for those who are tuned in on the bottom, he's wearing diesel jeans. Like I said, diesel, if you're listening, please, I tell you, I beg, it's very serious here in Africa. And uh, with Edgy being in New York and wearing diesel for the last 20 years of his life every day, he needs to obviously get a deal of some sort. And I can negotiate the deal, please. So I can also get some little sort of leftovers. But anyway, (laughs) Edgy, (laughs) Edgy, that is what you do is you love diesel, you wear diesel every day. And we love you anyway. It's okay. We love you and God loves you too. So don't, don't worry just keep doing what you do you got it right okay (laughs) francisca is also (laughs) joining us with her echoes from europe uh francisca marzilli welcome to the show hello i was already laughing before (laughs) i think i think when i listen to the tone of the voice of uh of the of the ag i guess he's in love in this period (laughs) (laughs) have you heard have you seen leads leads i'm serious have you seen the posts, the pictures he posts on this Facebook? Mm. Oh. The full moon. So John romantic. got his groove back so like poetic. Stella. Mm-hmm. We're gonna fi- to we, are, we, we are going to find out that love. love we are gonna love. We're gonna find out that love uh, sensation story situation going on there. But Francisca, uh. back to you for now. What are you wearing and who made your clothes? At least you're hard to predict. It might be exciting. Today I. <laughs> I wear, I'm not so predicted today because I'm wearing all in white. Ooh. <laughs> and, and who made your clothes Where today? I'm wearing skinny, skinny jeans in white and uh, skinny pants uh, white and uh, a white t-shirt of my line Charmies. Very That's nice. my girl. 
<laughs> Very nice, nice, nice. It's good to hear from you guys, and, and we always appreciate your contributions. Uh, thank you for joining us again today. Now, for those who are tuned in, quick reminder, I've got my favorite segment at the end of our show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? I call it our red glass of wine. And uh, so, yes, feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. Uh, that is our segment that we use to unwind after this heavy Fashion Lab conversations. Keep your tweets coming. We're on Fashion Lab AF on uh, Twitter. We are on Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook and Instagram. And we'd just love to hear from you. Now, straight to the matters at hand. On today's shows, uh, our fashion exclusive, we're joined by a very special brand. Uh, and uh, their design ethos is to celebrate and react authentic women and because of this uh this brand has naturally evolved into focusing more on like size exclusive now their collections are designed to utter cabs and the right balance sort of between comfort and style while remaining true to their brand heritage through the celebration of bold statement colors and prints i don't know who made it to the show but i know i did and i was on the front row and i saw very clearly what was going on down that runway but allow me to introduce uh raftang which is the fashion brand uh, we are joined by Bridget Pickering and we are joined by Ludwig Bosch along with, uh, they're rolling on an entourage mode. I will introduce the last guest just now, but welcome to the show, Bridget and Ludwig. Hi, gorgeous ladies. <laughs> Hello there. Hello. Hi, hey. How are you? And, uh, let me start with Bridget. Um, first of all, thank you for joining us on the show. What are you wearing and who made your clothes? Uh, I mean, it's yeah, almost obvious. <laughs> Do you know what, Liz, when you were asking your team, I was like, I, I can't lie. <laughs> I'm sitting there in my kickboxing clothes. They are so gross and wow. sweaty, but I've come from exercising to you. And so I'm actually wearing Mr. Price activewear. I'm yeah! Fantastic. Fantastic. You know what? We always, we always allow creatives, especially on this show, uh, an opportunity to be creative with what they're wearing in case they're not wearing what they wanted to wear. So even if you <laughs> mentioned what you are wearing at Fashion Week or, or last night, we'd let you slide, but it's okay. It's good. Thank okay, you for joining I could us. Slide. It's a day in the life of Raftang, right? <laughs> And then you, and then you. How lucky are we? There you go. But thank you so much, uh, Ludwig. What are you wearing, and who made your clothes? You can be creative if you want. Right. <laughs> Hi, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm wearing a Beerwang gown, darling. <laughs> oh wow! How fabulous! How fabulous is that? We love. We love. <laughs> We love it and we're going to make sure that you also take a picture so we can tweet it as well uh, for our listeners who want to see the detail on the gown. <laughs> now we are also last but not least, we are joined by a very special guest as well. Like I said, um, Raftang is rolling on entourage mode. So, hey, uh, they have uh, allowed us the opportunity to also uh, bring into the show fashion blogger. Uh, who obviously really cares about uh, lifestyle and plus size uh, women or, or bodies. And I think what she's trying to do is spread the body positivity message and encourage style at every size. Allow me to introduce Candice Bresler to the show. Candice, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Candice. Uh, welcome to the show. I can bear, we can barely hear you. Uh, I'm over here, I promise. Okay, fantastic. And what are you wearing and who made your clothes today? I mean, would anything but rough tongue be the right answer? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Come in but I at least got dressed for this. Fantastic! At, at least, at least you put some thought in. You put your, some thought and your back into it, honey. We love that. 
We love it. But thank, yes, but thank you for joining us on the show. Um, it's really good to have you all. And uh, I think we should just go straight into the matters. Um, again, uh, I watched the show. I thought it was fascinating. Uh, congratulations to you guys on a beautiful show and to also just kind of break conventions and really just do what you want to do the way you want to do it, you know? So, um, first of all, I think maybe Bridget or Ludwig could just maybe share with our listeners, uh, your background. It's just interesting to know what or how you got into design and when as we go further into this conversation. Uh, we've got a really beautiful common denominator between Ludwig and myself. Um, so we obviously both study design and our very first mentors in fashion were Jean-Paul Botha and he was the creative founder of the Rough Tongue label. So when I finished design, I worked with Paul. He was my very first mentor. And then I left Paul and I did women's wear overseas in London for 15 years. And before back here, we started talking and he said, and I said, look, we're coming back to South Africa. Thank God I married a homegrown South African in London. But anyway, it's kind of very long story short. We sort of turned full circle and he said, you know, if you're coming back to Cape Town, he was based in Durban. He said, let's join forces and uh, let's celebrate this thing called women's wear. And at the same time, Ludwig was already working for Paul, running his design studio. So that's how we, the three of us sort of hooked up and started working together. Um, and obviously, you know that sadly, Paul passed away a few years into our business plan. So we really consider ourselves a tribute brand. I always say band, a tribute <laughs> brand. We even register, you know, because we're so good at kickboxing and singing and designing. No, so, but honestly, on, on a more serious note, we, we registered the brand as tribute by Rough Tongue because it's thanks to Paul who opened these incredible doors and allowed Ludwig and I to join forces and to carry on his legacy, which is no mean feat. I mean, the man was a huge creative genius and uh, to take over someone's legacy you you know we've had to work damn hard these last couple of years to make sure that what we're doing represents the true heartbeat and dna of rough tongue wow it's beautiful um in this uh, in this purpose i i wanted to to ask her one thing yeah um what did move you uh nostalgia respect the will of keeping uh, what uh, uh, what it, it was up to then. Uh, you you could also start again with a new brand. You could also take over yeah. decisions. Yeah. So what? I, you. I, I mean, I think because I mean I'd known the man for twenty years. Wow! And mm. you know, his, and his business was his life. So mm. we, you know, we obviously when I joined the company, we'd put together a business plan. Raftang at the time was a very niche, occasion wear driven brand, very beautiful in its aesthetic. He put on an incredible show every time. He really knew his customer base. And so we had sort of started to prime it for retail because we were like, it's this beautiful hidden secret that mo a lot of women out there that are sort of retail ready don't know about. So we started to really work together on this business plan. And I think... It was, it was continuing that plan mm -hmm. and looking back, even after Paul passed away, looking back a year later and then two years later and three years later that we were still on track with what he wanted. Mm -hmm. So we, we sort of, it's like goosebumps stuff. You know, it's not something you take lightly. It's not something you take on lightly. 
but we sort of knew between the two of us that we had massive shoes to fill. But, you know, we were confident to relaunch as, you know, as a tribute to him. And I think each year with our first showing back at Fashion Week to this year, I think he would, I'd like to think that the man would be really proud with what we've done because he gave us every opportunity. He opened so many doors. And, you know, even to backstage now at the show, we did an interview with Pop Billing and this gorgeous interviewer said, presenter said, look, I used to model for Paul and he was so amazing and I'm so glad that you guys are keeping this going. So from all his closest people too, we've had really positive affirmations because we could have had the flip side. <laughs> you could have, have had, <laughs> you could have had the girls screaming, no, help. <laughs> so all along we've been very sort of respectful and cautious and, you know, we've, we, we've, we've, we've asked for advice and we've, we've made sure that the DNA is alive and, and it's, and it's honestly, you, it, it, it's no mean feat. It really isn't. And it's a huge thanks to him. So Bridget, Bridget. I want to oh. ask you something. Yes. <clears throat> Just along the lines of what you were saying. I mean, because design is such an, is such an inspirational thing. So I was just wondering, what would you say was Paul's most compelling element? I mean, what compelled the tribute? Like from a design point, I mean, what's this unique inspiration to you? As no, a I, mean, I, I mean, I think personally as a, as, as a, as a woman in fashion, Paul used to dress me when I was a baby, right? As when I was in my like early, like late, what, late teens, early 20s. And he was the master of form. Like he knew the female form, no matter what your size. And he could put together the most incredible lines. And nothing, nothing can replace that. Like you can't make that up. You can have the most no. amazing design ideas in the world. But unless you've got a true understanding of the aesthetic of the woman that you're dressing, it doesn't work. So I think he really has inspired us. And I mean, I, I have to also hand this conversation over to Ludwig because Ludwig is the master pattern maker and he's learned from the best. He has learned from the best. So I'm going to let him take on your, your question. Yeah, so I've, I've worked with Paul. I've worked with Paul for about eight years before he passed. And I would say the biggest and best ability that Paul had was with every single client that he met, he would take what makes them insecure pull it out, put it on the table, laugh about it, and then make it go away. He would got big bust, and that makes you embarrassed. He would make it go away. Not necessarily hide it. And I mean, he used to say to all the clients, you know, these larger ladies would come in and say, this is what I wanted, my dance or my wedding. And he says, I'm not a plastic surgeon, but I can help you (laughs) those big boots. And I can help you do this, and I can help you do that. So I think his... The most amazing thing that he's done is he takes what makes you insecure and he hides and makes you feel better about it. And I think that is what we are doing now as a brand as well. So we take what we, yes. Sorry, go on, go on, Ludwig. No, no, no. I said we take from 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 the people that we dress. Is we take what we try and help them so that they can feel amazing all the time. And that's what Paul did. That's confidence. That's yeah. confidence. So, so what I want to find that's out from so you, unique. yeah, Ludwig, um, what I want to find out from you is do you and Bridget also feel like, other than, because obviously there's, is it, first of all, is it pressure to have to want to make sure that you maintain what he stood for? But then do you have 
creative freedom and flow where you also continue to evolve this brand as as Rafta as yours now. You and Bridget are also creatives and obviously you've got your flow without it necessarily having to always be aligned to what Paul what whatever sure. clients would expect from Paul or whatever. How how do you manage that? I mean because you also have to thrive as creatives. So we so I always imagine I always imagine Paul. Paul used to sit at his big desk and he used to love pink. And he had this tiny little pink ruler. And every single time that I would say something or mention an idea or a design point and he didn't like it, he used to call me over and he used to slap me with the pink ruler. <laughs> and it had Hello Kitty on it, by the way. It was a Hello Kitty ruler. <laughs> so I can still hear him with his little ruler waving it. But I know that he, you know, we, we design in terms of what he wanted us to do. But we've also taken over. And, and uh, as designers on our own right, we can't replicate and do what he did. So obviously, you know, Bridget and I have our own aesthetic and our own way of thinking, but we still try and bring a little bit of Paul. And so every now and then when Bridget and I design something, I would say to Bridget, oof, where's that little pink ruler? And we would go, you know what, he either is, he doesn't, but we move on. Turn this brand into a retail. So, you know, it's... No, but I mean, I, I think I think it's a beautiful foundation to launch from. You know, we were all very confident with each other and the way that we the way we felt about each other, the way that we worked together. You know, everyone had their place, and it was very it was very collaborative. So, on all our press releases and anything you'll hear about Rafshang is that we love to collaborate. Like we are, it's never, you know, with brands where there's like one designer, that's that's one energy. So obviously to date, we've worked with two energy, and the two, the three and now two. So we collaborate all the time and it's, you get so much more out of it. You get the most incredible um, opinions. You can debate, you know, you, someone can like one thing, someone can like the other. And to us, it builds a stronger visual. It builds a stronger brand. And I think it also, you know, two minds sometimes for rough, well, definitely in rough times case, three minds are better than one. And now it's two minds are still better than one. So I think we all draw off each other's energy. And I, I couldn't imagine working any other way. And I think uh, we, we, we work the same way with Paul. So a lot has changed, but a lot of it has stayed the same. Let's talk to Candice, who's also um, a bit quiet there. I know you guys are having wine. I'm very jealous, but I'll just not talk about that. I'll try to focus. I will try to focus on my coffee and the desk right here. Now, Candice, what is your involvement or how do you, uh, it'd be interesting to know how you also blend in or why you're working with Raftang. What is it that draws you to work with them and what are you doing uh, collaboratively? Well, I'm a, I'm a plus size girl. I'm a size 16, a size 40. And I've eyed Rough Tongue's pieces online and in stores for ages. And actually, we met in March at the launch of Cape Town Fashion. And it was just so amazing meeting the people behind the brand and just what they want to do for women of all sizes. So for me, it was a very, very natural pairing because positivity and just embracing your figure is something I'm quite passionate about myself just because I know what it's like to walk into a store and to feel like a complete outsider where you want something wonderful to wear and just no one caters for you. Mm. So it was a very interesting and natural partnership because that's exactly what they do. And whether you're a size 10 or a size 40, you're made to feel beautiful. And there's no discrimination based on size. 
so for me, it was just a very natural partnership to kind of join the Rough Time fan club, so to speak. <laughs> family, family. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> family. <laughs> it's beautiful. I think the synergy is amazing. Now, with the current fashion retail temperature, what are you guys doing to actually get that Rough Time consumer uh, sorted out? Where how are you getting to getting your brand to the consumer, not just in South Africa but globally? Uh, have you what what what's happening? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, I mean, I love social media. I think it's amazing. It's the, it's the one thing that gets your brand known all over the world. So that's them. Um, but you, you know, people sitting up and take, take notice. We did Fashion Week now, and we collaborated again with Kali China, who is an incredible musician, and we used music and all his intros, and he won amazing awards overseas at Cannes with Absolute Vodka. So through that, we had, like, the absolute vodka girls in, in Sweden going, oh my God, we have to have your sequence. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's who you work with, it's how you brand position. But I think for our beautiful core ladies, we, you know, we in Kenya, we've gone with Diana Opita. I know you know her, she's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be launching in her store. And we would, lo- we always get asked this, like, would you like to work overseas? Would you like to get your brand overseas? And for us, it's Africa. Like we we want to get into Africa. To, to us, that that resonates. We feel like there's an incredible market. There's so there's so many amazing women out there who are like we want your stuff. So Africa to us is our first international market that we want to get into. And it's, you know, as for Europe, worked there for 15 years. There's so many brands. It's completely saturated. We'll never say no. But Africa, let's just do our continent first, and then we'll worry about the rest. It's beautiful. I love that. that that's I very patriotic like, <laughs> and very good. I like what she said about like Africa's uh, being their first international outlook. I like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. And you must go. Yeah, and you guys must go and have a listen to the, the one source Kali China song that we used. It won awards because the whole song is about taking Africa as a continent and showing the rest of the world. How kick-ass it is. End of story. You must look at the words. It's amazing. It's amazing. I okay. actually, yes, I actually experienced it. Um, Edgy, before we go, okay, Edgy, go and I will come. Okay. Okay. No, because she struck like saying she wants to see Africa's, oh, she's taking Africa as her new, as the international approach. Like this is her international yeah. target, Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. just, the same question that Liz had asked actually, but in this new retail environment, so, how how would you? I mean, Africa is not that heavy online. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, we are heavy, but we're not. It's not, not so practical in terms of delivery chains and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. what is? Your, I mean, how exactly would you do this international approach for Africa? I mean, how would you go about it? You think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that it goes back to collaboration, right? So. The reason why we're going into Kenya is that we have collaborated with Diana Opita. So it's meeting the right people and it's actually contacting them and as a brand, approaching people and finding out who are the right people to talk to, who are the right channels to go through, and it's taking them on one at a time, getting to know them, building a relationship. So if you've got anyone we need to speak to, by all means, let us know. (laughs) You're like, bring Nigeria and everyone else in the house. (laughs) But yeah. and yeah, people are saying, you know, there's, there's, there's markets in Zim and there are markets in Nigeria and there are markets 
all over. So it's meeting the right people, letting them see who we are because we're very personable. Like we 100% believe in what we do and we need to also show those women, you know, that who we are. So it's a case of brand positioning and right, the right people. And, so, also, so, doing, and also doing the, 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 the fashion week uh, throughout, throughout Africa. Because in King Shasha Fashion Week, we can go showcase in Congo, and through that, we can get um, a network through in the Cong in, in upper North Africa. So, as a brand, we are thinking of all these channels, and we need to move forward. But we can't just do it in one day. We have to take it slowly. So, I have a question for you guys. Um, because of the fact that obviously we know that the brick and mortar is not necessarily—I mean, the future of fashion is going to be on, I mean online is going to is the new black and it's it's not going anywhere yeah. that's what's going to happen and I know that in Africa like Edgy also mentioned is uh, in the continent here we still don't have very high consumption um, online when it comes to fashion except maybe yeah. for people who are buying brands that they might know from Amazon or whatever wherever I don't know all I know is that the numbers are very low and therefore the walking traffic into the stores is still quite high and that's where you might have advantage especially for places like Kinshasa places like there's a whole yeah. continent yeah. full of stores where people still say I'm going out shopping to buy a dress uh, but then at the same time uh, it's also nice for us as fashion brands in the continent, playing in this continent to also catch up with uh, the global marketplace so that we maximize on every angle. Otherwise, what point is it, you know, to get into business and then kind of do it one, one way and then not really pay attention to the other. So what are you guys doing from a retail angle? Are you already, do you have a retail presence, at least in South Africa, uh, or do, yeah. what, an online retail presence? And, and what, what yeah, stores yeah, are you? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we, so from, from, we call it e-tail, the e-tail online. We have Spree is our biggest buyer. They've been incredible. They buy everything. They're hugely supportive. You get a lot of press through them because it's Media 24 that a small brand like Raftang would not get elsewhere because obviously you, you, in all their publications. So Spree are amazing. Xander also fantastic. So those are, I think, for us are the, the two sort of best e-tail areas and then obviously for retail we're in the space so the space has 12 stores uh, nationwide and like we in selected stores and we're hoping to get into more and then obviously we're in boutiques so the great thing about retail like you said it's the football it's girls coming in who don't know you trying you on for size and then once they sort of secure with what the rough tongue messages then they'll go onto onto um the internet and buy your stuff so it's a good cross cross-pollination of the two. So would you say your, your sales would be high, your sales higher online or do you think it's still more within the live yeah, stores? it's higher online. Okay. It's higher online. But the difference is online, they buy 100%. On the retail side, we still consignment-based. So as you know, Liz, yes. that's a killer to any brand. <laughs> so you've got to be really... <laughs> you got to have you enough know, wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we always get asked, you know, when are you going to have a, a rough tongue standalone store? And we're like, are you mad? Are you crazy? You know, that will sink your business. And also, we love being around our competitors. And it's another word that I think overseas, you're all about your competitors. So, Liz, you would be our competitor. We have the same customer base. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so great to be around that. And then you know that you can cross-pollinate. Mm-hmm. So I think being in a store with a whole lot of South African brands that are, you know, all on your level, it, it, it energizes you, it pushes you, it makes you see what's in, what's not in, what's working, what's not working. So retail is very important. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you something, Bridget. Um, just 
I think it's so important to process this retail topic a little bit. So, obviously, you know what your goals are. You know what your ambitions are. What would you want? What what would be what would have to be on the ground in Africa for you for it? Because there might be investors listening to us. There might be people who have interest in you know supply yeah. chain solutions and stuff listening to us. What what yeah. would be the ideal? What would help you uh, in your we, ambitions to be in Africa like more more I mean, more widely? We, yeah, I mean, I think we our next step, especially after our Rough Tongue Inclusive show at Fashion Week. We would love to get into a major retailer. So we would love to, if they're, if they're listening, like we would love to be at Fashini, Donna collaborations, be at Queen's Park collaborations. We would love to get into a major retailer. And then from there, springboard into Africa. Because I think you've got to put your money where your mouth is. You've got to know that you can produce the right units. You've got the right quality and the right target market. So we would love to do Rough Tongue Four because our show was we had such incredible feedback because when I don't know if you've you've seen the pictures, but the inclusive mindset is we've dressed everyone from a thirty size thirty-two to a forty-six. She's got the same styles, same price points across the board, and she can experience our fashion the same way. And I don't see anyone else doing that. Wow. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe there are. Maybe they are. They're not talking about it. We can't hear now. You know, it's a great idea. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, even if they are, they are not doing it the same way. Rough. The, the experience is not going to be the same as Rough Tank. So that's yeah. that's an exclusive. Um, that's that's totally exclusive to you, and that's because I think what retailers outside are struggling outside of Africa mostly are struggling with is just the shopping experience over convenience and convenience is winning over here, you know? Yeah. In Africa, you have the opportunity to create the shopping experience and still give the shopping experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we were very excited about Diana's new venture um, because yeah, it'll give us a good insight into retail and in, in another, in another country. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Okay. Now, I want to find out what are your ethos? What are your values? What is Rough Tongue about? Oh, Rough, sorry, Rough, sorry. You just broke up, you broke up there for a bit. Sorry, I just want um, to, yeah, so, I, I just want to find out what your ethos or your values are, just for those who are listening as well to just kind of see what you stand for. Yeah, so, so Rough Tongue stands for like what we do as a brand is we are all about our clients and our, and our women. I mean, 100% we are inspired by the woman that we dress. So it's, it's, you know, we do simple, simple sophistication. We do all sorts of things just to help those girls. We are not all about the and the, and the high, high fashion. fashion because high fashion is all great, but we want to dress the woman. <laughs> no, I look, look, I'm, wearing zero wine. I'm starting wearing to zero. feel, I'm starting to feel offended and your Vera one gown, I will have to ask you to send it in the post now. It's my customer, the people that I'm dressing, these are women down to earth women and they are scared of fashion. So we are here mm-hmm. to help them in terms of take that mom that's running off from school, cover her cover her lumps and bumps and make her feel amazing. So we're inspired by those people rather than dress supermodels and, and all of the celebrities. We want to dress the... the but let's be love you celebrities. We love you. We love you. I just don't keep quiet. <laughs> no, but, no, but it's true. I mean, we, 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 you know, the core, the 
core ethos of Raptime and everyone over fashion because, you know, what inspired your spring summer collection? And we were like, well, it, it was the women that we dressed. You know, everything we've done are florals. So the florals did not inspire our collections. Florals for spring, groundbreaking. (laughs) You know what, you guys, you need to tell, you actually need to open up. Just let's talk about your show that you just showed, the collection, what inspired it. Let's actually just touch on that a bit. Yeah. So exactly what I've just said. I like 100% these incredible women and our curve queen. Liz, did you see those of curve course. queens? I mean, like, that was the only show. Like, the only... If I didn't know the brand, I would know them from the show. Because I'm like, okay, it's the brand that had the big girls. Walking like it's yeah. 2000, oh, exactly. 2040. Like, nothing's happening. Like, sit down and, like, shut the front door and, like, fasten your seatbelt. It's getting and, hot. It's beautiful. Exactly. And as... And, and when we... Like, when we introduced the whole curve mentality we've sort of grown organically so it was it was a we couldn't have we couldn't have not done it put it that way we wouldn't have been true to our customer base if we hadn't have done it but we didn't want it to we don't want to be known as just a plus brand or just a regular brand we wanted it to be a, a rough tongue being for every woman and our beautiful curve queens gave us the hashtag they were like rough tongue is every woman mm. and we were like damn straight it is so we had our afi models that were all a size 30 32 and then we cast our own models from 34, 36, 38, all the way up to 42. And as those girls hit the runway, those crowd, the crowds don't lie. They went, yes. you went mental. We love you yes. for being their front row. Yes. But it was incredible. Yes. And I think it was a case of everything in that show, every size can wear. And it was a very so honest, what? it was a very honest show. It was very genuine. Uh, I think for me also one of the things is it, it really sets your brand apart because you're brave enough to, to, to do what you want to do. I mean, if the girls need to hang from the tree for the whole show, I'm assuming you could have done that. I think we live in a time they where, yes, and I think we live in a time where, uh, there's a lot of pressure in so many ways, um, even just from being, uh, a part of this industry. And I think that the winners and the ones who actually are set apart and really go far are those who are honest enough and brave enough to say, this is what we stand for. And even though you've got size 32 models, we are going to find, we have to complete the show based on our brief. And, and then you do it and you tell your story exactly the way you meant to tell it without it being manipulated. So I think that's very, it was brave. It's authentic. It's, it's, it's different in a world full of pressure where everyone wants to do the same thing that everyone else is doing in the same way because that's how it's normally been done. I mean, which other designers would you say, not even myself, would be like, listen, I'm going to cast, I will cast other size 32 models, trust me, if I don't like the ones I have on on the show, on the option during the cast. But how many times do you hear people say, oh, when have you heard that? It's news. That's history in the making. You know, Liz. Yes. Mm. No, the thing that you brought, you bring a really like such a big um, point in fashion, the honesty of it, you know, um, because I feel like we can always, we can almost do a show on honesty. Like yesterday I was at a show. I, I was at a show yesterday that, but coming from the high end of fashion and then going to this really, like really organic, um, very honest show that this designer is not, she's not, She's not ringing the lights out on you, you know? Um, but then it just hits you. Like, this is really honest. You know, it's not, they're not playing to an audience. They're just, this is just how they feel. And this is the situations yeah. that 
that deal with, you know? So this brand honesty, like design honesty is such, it's, it's rare, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, at the higher end, it's, it's not, we're not playing to this honesty. At the higher end, we're playing to the lights, mostly, you know? So. in fashion to be very honest but what yeah. we did at branded fashion week at fashion week is we honestly did not care yes and i'm not, I'm, <laughs> not way. Yeah. I'm just saying that we are de- we are a designer brand who have been given an opportunity to showcase a collection and we do not care for anyone or anything else rather than our business and who are we selling to yeah who's our market so the media could have ripped into us for putting mm. on like models and I still remember saying to Bridget that I don't mind who goes down that one way as long as it is an, an, a, a yeah. show that is from start to finish very professional. They can I walk. To, I don't want to <laughs> hang from the chandeliers or make a big hoo-ha because you put pictures down the yeah. runway. And I said to my, my 32 models and my 40 size 40 Jeez. models, I said, guys, you are all equal here. You are models working for me to walk down a runway for me to sell, to sell my clothing. And it is my client and my, my target market that I was aiming that for. It's beautiful. Candice, what did you think about the show and what, what's your feedback? I mean, I'm sure you're excited as well, but what, what's your two cents on that? Um, obviously, from an, an emotional point of view, it's quite amazing to see a brand embrace you at your size instead of feeling like, an inconvenience or an outsider to actually see someone who represents your body type walk down the runway is a massive step. I mean, I was in the front row. I was on my feet. And to see curves celebrated as as a gift, as an asset, not as something to be ashamed of, is just was an amazing step forward. And I think retailers and designers in general need to start realizing how much impact they have on the body image of the woman they dress. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you walk into a Zara or an H&M, where a large is a size 36, I mean, you can buy shoes. I mean, as a plus-size woman, there is nothing for you. And that really impacts your sense of self-worth and how you feel about yourself. So to have a brand saying, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, you and your size 38, 40, 42, 46 curves are perfect the way they are, and they can still look wonderful, stylish, and fashionable, and let us show you how. That's an amazing step forward. And I really hope that this will be the start of more brands and retailers picking up and saying, listen, there's an untapped market of women who want to look fantastic at a size 16. I mean, 80% of the SA market is a size, what, 16, 14? We're not a small people. So to have an entire market ignored by brands just (laughs) makes no sense on an emotional or business level. Mm. So... To have Raftang as kind of the industry leader on this is a fantastic honor to be working with the brand. So, I mean, this is a challenge to retailers. Like, up your game. There's a market out there with money who wants to buy clothes. You need to start providing. Hmm. Francisca, what are your what is uh, your two cents? Yeah. Yes, I I wanted to to ask you one thing. Um, In in a provision of future, in in a projection of your brand in the future. Um, is developing a new culture of food, as you know, for sure. Also in Africa, uh, people knows better and better how to, how to eat uh, in a healthy way, uh, is knowing better and better how to move, uh, what kind of, 
gymnastics do activities to 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 make uh, a more active life and uh, this uh, is going to have uh, um, an impact on the shape and on the on the sizes also of the consumers of the of the present and of the future how do you think uh, you will deal with this do you do you see this in your future or um that is, such a, that is such a brilliant question. I have to tell you because my like we we when we started launching our curve collection and we did it very slowly on spree and we started to talk to girls and for us to get a lot of opinions we call it the curve conversation with all our people all our ladies to get what fits what doesn't fit what's your lifestyle like who are you as a person? What do you do in a day? What is your work? What is your play? What exercise do you do? Exactly. Then, mm-hmm. And then we started to work with all the curve, we call them curve queens, with kicking mm-hmm. cuts, curve queens. And all the girls that were in our show, we got to know them really well. And never mind Ludwig beating them to death with regards to how they walked on that runway, but we got to know their everyday lifestyle. And these girls... They go, okay, I understand that they are models and they go, they're photographic. They are not runway models, but they mm-hmm. are curve girls and they gym every day. And these girls have got an incredible lifestyle, but they have got curves. And no matter how much, how much dieting or not exercising or exercising you do, that is the way they are fundamentally built. So yes. Rust Tongue wants to represent body confidence, regardless mm-hmm. of... Okay. How, what society says, we are all about making the women feel good about what they've got. And it's not just women in general, it's Candace herself, or it's Jeanette Kleister, who is our like amazing campaign model, who is a plus model in the industry, or it's our neighbor down the road, Amanda Vignatia, who runs a huge business, but she's a size 42. So it's making every individual girl, woman feel like this is who they are, and we will make you feel the best that you've got to feel. Body positivity, end of story. You know what? I really love that. And, the- and I, yeah, I just want to say, the, for those who are also tuned in, it's all about quality, not size. Because I always say to people a lot of times is, I may be like a size, whatever I am. And people will be like, oh, you're so skinny. I hate you. But the truth of the matter you're is, mother, I'm, mother, I'm probably not. You're probably healthier than me. And you probably could be four sizes exactly. or six sizes so, so it's all about quality, not size. You know, it's shocking now, only now that Madrid Fashion Week just banned, um, they turned away 30% of the models who took part in the previous Fashion Week. And they've li- they're literally going to be having medics on hand from September 18th to the 22nd for Fashion Week. And they're literally very serious about this thing. I'm glad they've caught up with it. I mean, I've been talking about banning size zero for like 20 years, but they only caught up with it now. So. You know, what is it saying to the next generation of girl? Like, you know, without getting on, on our high horse, you need to think about the message that you're leaving the next generation. Exactly. And everyone, there are all types and all shapes and all forms. And I have 11-year-old twin daughters that are like, involved. And, in, you know, they, they see it all falling out. They see, and they accept it as normal. And you want that message to that next generation of women is that, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. You're, you are who you are in the story. In, that, that's how we feel. 
You know, I'm so happy to have you guys on and I'm so excited and proud to be having conversations with fashion industry stakeholders who are who are so honest and they're having wine on the other side. We are not. We're about to have wine here in a minute, in a few minutes. But the, the truth of the matter is there is the honesty and there is the just being so genuine and so open about this uh, industry, I think is, is more is going to be more appealing to people because people are people. We're not going to become robots. And the sooner we find a way to really connect with, with people, I think the better we are going to have a laugh, not just in the fashion industry, but just generally in life, because people are living like robots, you know, and there's no, there's no conversations, there's no, uh, there's no real talk, there's no, there's nothing except selfies and more selfies on, if I see one more selfie, no, I'm playing. Oh my God. <laughs> you will not send the selfies. <laughs> but you know, guys, I mean, it's, it's, even your- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, but Liz, obviously, even in your own brand, I mean, you get to know the woman that you dress, mm-hmm. and they're everyday, they're everyday women. They're yes. not, they're not looking for the holy grail. They just want a nice dress to wear on the school run to a business meeting and out to an event. Well, so, you know, you're not, it's not, <laughs> not a miracle cure. You're not making stuff up. You're just trying to relate to your target market. And our girls are thirties, forties, fifties. They're not the young, you know. They're not. They're not. In, you know. <laughs> they all have lost their mojo, perhaps a little bit. And we're trying to find, help them find that mojo. <laughs> Girl, you bring the mojo back. How can our listeners exactly. connect with you guys? It's yeah. been so great having you guys on the show. And uh, as we come to kind of winding down, let's talk about uh, where you see Raftang in the next, say, five years, and how our listeners can actually connect with you. Um, so, so we're working hard on on getting Raftung and desperately. I think the only way that we're really going to to hit those masses is if we get into retailing. I would love to see Raftung as a household name and, and a big retailer all across this across South Africa and across this continent. Actually, so in five years' time, you will find us on every single street corner, every single mall. And every single big retailer, hopefully. Especially Ludwig and Valenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And how can our listeners connect with you? Social media websites, anything? So, yeah, so we have a website that's Raftung, which is R U F T U N G dot com. That's our website. And then you can find us with the same Raftung at uh, on Facebook and on Instagram and then Twitter. It's Raftung. Rough underscore tongue on Twitter. Yeah, R U double A underscore T U N G on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We are not done yet. We are almost done because it is that time of the day. There you go. It is that time of the day. Who would you want to dress and why? I think you, we're going to start with, um, I think the most quiet has been Candice or Francisca. Francisca, maybe Candice. let's start. Okay, Candice, Candice, let's start with you. That Candice. was voted. You were voted. Let's start with you. Who would you want to dress and why today? Um, obviously, when it comes to class size women celebrities, the pool is somewhat slim. So I personally love Rebel Wilson, Ooh, the American yeah. actress. Just give me her interpretive mermaid dance in Pitch Perfect, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so apart from wanting to be best friends forever, like. Her and some rough tongue sequins on the red carpet Why? would just be the most perfect, like just the perfect match. So, Ching, Ching. Rebel Wilson's my girl. Wow, yay, go. Uh, Francisca, who would you want to dress and why? 
Today I would like to address uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, Louise Veronica Ciccone, <laughs> Madonna, because uh, she came uh, to live uh, here in Lisbon and I'm very happy that one day I will cross uh, her way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Bridget, who would you want to address and why today? Okay, I have to do two. One is Anene from Real Talk. I'm obsessed with that woman. I love the gap in her teeth. I love her laugh. She's incredible. Anele from Real Talk. And then the other one is you, Miss Liz. Oh. Miss Liz, it is you. Ooh. I am coming for you. You better Bring watch Bring the second baby. You know me. I like to shine. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, on. I'm ready for you. I am ready for you, honey. Come. I'm waiting. <laughs> um, Ludwig, who would you want to dress and why today? Um, oh, my gosh. I don't, you know, I don't know. If I had to, if I had to choose someone, um, and all the time, I'm going to go, I'm going to go very, very, like, predictable, but I'm going to choose a high-profile celebrity, and it is definitely Kate Winslet as one of my <gasps> best actresses, and also a curvy girl yes. in her own right. Mm-hmm. And that girl knows how to dress off-screen and, like, in her, in her everyday life. So I'm going to choose big-profile celebrity, Kate Winslet. Yay! Mm-hmm. Edgy, who would you want to dress and why besides Bridget, Candice, Liz, and uh, Francisca? Yeah. And Ludwig. <laughs> besides yeah. any of us, and besides yeah. you. <laughs> I want him you to get creative, guys. All my choices. <laughs> okay, feel free. <laughs> No, okay, no, I do want to dress my auntie today in some rough tongue. I love this. Yeah. Have. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Send us her dress and we'll send her some, some beautiful things. It's the prints are amazing. So I today, yeah, I today want to dress if Cleopatra was here. I would want to dress Cleopatra because she's such an inspiration to me when I think about elegance and grace. And what I would want to do is I would want to dress her. Maybe we'll go half half with rough tongue. So I'd want to dress her. Maybe her skirt is going to be rough tongue and her jacket is going to be a Liz O. So I'm going to go to, let's, let's split this, please. But it's Cleopatra. Is my... <laughs> wow. <laughs> so guys, it's really been really nice having you on the show. Thank you for your time. Uh, congratulations on your last uh, collection and all the things that you have in the bag uh, for the next five years or for the next uh, brand life. Uh, we wish you all the best. Francisca, thank you for joining us all the way for Lis- from Lisbon. We love uh, thank you. your contribution. Thank you. Yes. And Edgy, <laughs> Thank you also for joining us all the way from New York. Um, I think it's really great what you guys are doing. Good luck with your fashion businesses. And until next week, thank you. It is peace and love right here from fashionlabafrica.com. This is cliffcentral.com.